The Drug Show Podcast, live from the SEMA Show in Las Vegas. Presented by Nissan, in association with Banks Power and Hellwig Suspension. All right, Holman, we are rolling. We are inside the West Hall. We're standing. <laughs> barely. <laughs> barely standing. My voice is barely hanging on, so uh, this is going to be a rough show for me. <laughs> okay, so what you guys don't know is we have rooms opposite each other, uh-huh. and this morning we uh, we wake up. It's like 8.30 in the morning, which, by the way, is the latest we've woken up all week. Period. And I text Holman from one room to the other, of course. I could have knocked on his door and chose not to. I couldn't hear you. This was through a text. No. I need a few more minutes. Well, that's, so. that's not actually true. The way it happened is I had my uh, my third number two of the day, and I was delayed. Uh-huh. And then I opened which, the door. Which you texted to me, by the way. I did. With what, that face that's making the yeah. grimace. Yes, it's awesome. <laughs> and then the door opened, and you came out, and you had all your bags. And I'm like, uh, and you're like, oh, that's not good. And I'm like, it was worse last night. <laughs> yeah, he had no voice. And we ran into a couple of people on the way here, and he goes, Hello. I'll see you later. It was not much. So I, I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, you're getting the best that Holman has this right is, this now. Is I, this is all I got. <laughs> I'm I'm giving you everything I have to get through the show, and Lightning's like every word matters. So that's a uh, every word does matter. That's our uh, hashtag for the day. Every, every word matters. Every word matters. <laughs> and I'm going to try and get through this. It's going to be it's going to be rough, but uh, but I'm here for you, Truck Show podcast audience, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best. You were smoking cigars and hanging out with Jordan Mulbauer. Update! I had one cigar. Oh, only and one the cigar? Not, isn't what did this. It's this freaking... I live at the beach, and you come to Vegas. My hotel room was so dry that I felt like my arms were peeling off. And I would wake up, and my entire mouth had no moisture to it. I literally had to run my shower for an hour just to, like, steam up the room. Oh, really? So it was survivable. And and three days of that just wiped me. I'm like, yeah. oh, I can feel it coming. Do you get the desert boogers? Uh, no, that's dust. Oh, that's just dust? Yeah, no, that's not the issue. The issue is I have no moisture. I can't even make boogers. <laughs> and uh, so uh, Lightning was laughing because I brought with me like a, uh, you know, eight pack of Dr. Pepper and had them in the fridge. And so today was my last cold one because this is the last day of SEMA. You're the only one. By This is a Pepsi pour Pepsi. here. Pepsi. Pepsi. And I knew Pepsi that. town. I knew that, and so Pepsi's everywhere, and there's and they don't even have cherry Pepsi; they just have crap Pepsi. So, I had my ice cold Dr. Pepper. I put it the last one in like the little ice area that was uh-huh. all frozen over inside the fridge. And EGR, as part of our uh, deal in their booth, gave me a koozie. So I popped that cold, icy cold Dr. Pepper in a koozie. This is why we call it the elixir of the gods, people, because I am able to function right now, both <laughs> off caffeine. And my throat feels way better. All thanks to Dr. Pepper Pepper. and EGR for the koozie. Yes. Okay. Uh, And also uh, thanks to Nissan for putting that uh, Titan right in our path at the parking structure. It was the universe telling us, don't forget Nissan. Yeah, so there's a no parking sign with a Titan parked right in front of it. So apparently, if you drive a Titan, you can park wherever you want. So that's another thing we should tell people about. If you're looking for a truck that not only looks great, is rugged and reliable, but you can park anywhere, <laughs> then head over to NissanUSA.com. Can they do handicap as well? I, I'm, not, I'm not their lawyer, oh, okay? okay? You <laughs> consult your own people on that. All right. All right, so listen, Nissan makes a great truck. If you're in the market for one, head on down to your local dealer, pick one out, drive one home today. And there's some Frontiers represented out here as well. Wonderfully I'm, modded. I've got photos for our social, so head over to uh, at Truck Show Podcast, and you'll see some of the Frontiers we've seen this week. 
And if you've upfitted your truck with some larger wheels and tires, you guys need more power. You need all the power you can get, especially if you're towing with 33s, 35s, 37s, 40s. Go to basepower.com, find your Ram Air intake or your Monster exhaust or your Derringer tuner, Economind, six-gun tuner. If you need more power, Banks Power is the answer. Bankspower.com, type in your year, make, and model to gain safe, usable horsepower today. And we all know that we like to use our pickup trucks, whether it's towing or hauling. It's really easy to overwhelm the stock suspension on a lot of these vehicles, especially when those trucks don't come with rear sway bars. So if you're looking to control your load, you want to go to hellwoodproducts.com. Hellwoodproducts.com has everything you need, whether it's sway bars or helper springs. They'll help you control that load, tow that bigger trailer, and make your vehicle more safe and confident. That's hellwoodproducts.com. Hey, you know who I got a selfie from? Who? Melanie White of Hellwood Products. You know who I got a selfie from? No. Melanie White at Hellwood Products. Oh, well, that's not special then. <laughs> not for you. <laughs> Did she give you a hug? She gave me a big old bear hug. Oh, yeah. We actually walked to the show for a couple days. Oh. Yeah. Any, well, any, any other one up I can do for you? I'd say no, that. I just thought I was Oh, you know what? Cool. I'll tell you I love Melanie. She's right. How many, how many listeners came up and asked you for photos? Uh, None. Really? Yeah, no. Dude, I was walking around. I got five different listeners are like, hey, how are you so noticeable? I don't know. Is it the beard? Well, I was going to say. Do I just look like any other fat one dude? One guy said he heard my voice, and I'm like, this isn't my voice, dude. Although my voice didn't sound like this yeah. three days ago. I'm lying. The reason that we had the listeners show up yesterday for the last episode is because he heard my voice. Okay. So I guess one. Okay, I had one. 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 Right. Yeah. So it was cool. I just wanted to say thank you to all of our listeners who came over. I got you guys some stickers. Anybody who took selfies with me. And uh, it was cool. So thanks for uh, introducing yourself. It's nice to uh, see who our listeners are. And we appreciate the compliments on the show. We love you guys. And we're off to uh, cover the West Hall of SEMA. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman now matt at aev does your voice sound anything like Holman? Not quite as bad, but... What do you mean by that? Give me a few hours. You see, if I... Look, oh, if I... Wow. Hold on. If I put effort into leaning forward, I can make it sound less like it has well, all day. Come up an octave. Does it help? A little... Hi. Hi, Lightning. No, I'm that's DJ three Twitter. octaves up. Hey, Matt. I'm here in your booth. It hurts Hi. to do that, by the way. Okay. It doesn't help. Well, stop so with it. Stop with that. Good to see that. you guys yes. again. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. This is an amazing Sierra Grande. Let's take everyone through this vehicle right at the at the front of the AEV booth. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you guys are looking at the Sierra Grande concept. This is a collaboration that we did with GMC to really showcase the ultimate overland in adventure-based uh, Sierra HD pickup. There's no secret, we're a big fan of the AT4X platform specifically, so GMC helped us out and essentially built us our dream platform to start with. A regular cab, 2500, long bed, but the key is it has all the AT4X running gear. So this is a truck that you can't buy necessarily, but it's a platform you can start with. So you guys not only took this very special regular cab, awesome 4x4 2500, but then you basically applied the PXL treatment, what you might do with a Prospector XL RAM to the GM platform. So this is the first time that 
you guys have given that treatment to this truck. So 40 inch tires, these are the brand new BF Goodrich um, 40 inch tire ultras. These are the HD terrains? HD terrain, yes. On a new wheel because you did, we're using 17s, now you've got an 18 inch wheel. Yes. But, awesome. the, but the advantage is this is a load range F tire. So this is more than enough for a one ton truck. No limitations now so on our XL. I was gonna say, one of the issues with the XL is people want it. It wasn't the capability of the platform in the 3500. It was the tire choice. Right. They weren't F, they didn't have the load. So now right. anybody who wanted to tow a fifth wheel or load it up with a sliding camper. And aired on yeah. the side of caution, now they don't have to. They don't have to because you now have a tire with your partner BFG yeah. that's going to service that market. So that's going to be something that you'll use on builds going forward in the future yes. on PXLs and hopefully the GM platform. Yeah, yeah. And really, as you know, Sean, you, you followed us, NJ, you've seen a lot of our builds in the past. Whenever we go into a new platform, we always try and really set the tone. And that's really what this truck is. Will it ever be produced? Probably not, maybe. Boo! Well, you know, we've made trade beds before, but like this is really to showcase our aftermarket support for these trucks. But Jay's never gonna have a trade bed, so we don't care about that. The fact <laughs> Wait that a minute, I think it's so much no, you don't it's own rad. It's, but the so much you own this. The fact of the matter is that what you're seeing on the trade bed, you'll be able to do, hopefully, do a crew cab 2500 through AEV down the line. Yeah, this is kind of pie in the sky. Yeah. You know, this is the dream truck, but yes, I mean, full aftermarket support. This is a phenomenal platform. I so would rock this thing. This it's got awesome. a Duramax under the hood. No, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's quite, a, and the cool thing is it's different than the PXL. Yeah. The PXL yeah. has has certain attributes that are good. Yep. This has a lot of attributes that are also good yeah. and unique, so it's almost like a they're complementary to each other. Same use case, yeah. but kind of different, depending well, on how you want to dial it in. I'll tell the story because it's funny, I was with you guys in Montana, yes. and all the journalists were there, and they had these waves of the <laughs> HD, and they're all taking pictures and you know, doing their Instagram videos and their camera guys, and then the buses pulled up, and the buses started loading up journalists, and I had been riding with Brian McVickers from Overland Journal, who's our OVR competitor, but we're friends, right? So we've been riding all week together, and I waited just long enough to see Brian start walking toward the bus, and Dave Harrington, who is the founder of, of AV and a friend of mine, goes, we have to move this to the barn. You want to go for a ride? And I'm like, hell yeah. So I hop in the passenger seat. He hadn't driven it yet. We had like maybe a, I don't know, a three quarter mile drive or something. And Brian, as he's getting on the bus, turns around, sees back. me getting it, goes WTF, like mouths the words with his hands in the air. And I just winked and I'm like, yeah. yeah one up. <laughs> so I may be one of the few people outside of AV who's actually been in this while it's moving, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sean, we, I mean, this happened within a matter of weeks. Yeah. How long ago? Were, it was two weeks ago, yeah, I feel right. like. Yeah. You know, we just got this thing into Montana, photo shoot, reveals to the media. So, yeah. You, how, how does that work, Matt? Like, how do you start approach GM? I know that you already have a relationship with GM. Mm -hmm. You have the, the contacts. Oh, you know, have to sell it. Right, right, right. I mean, you're going to call the guy and who you work with and say, here's our concept. What do you think? And he goes, mmm. So GMC and AEV have been working diligently all year to really establish that enthusiast base. You know, we're collaborating on things like events, Overland Expo, we were helping them out, they were there. And this is really the next step. Like, okay, we're showing our support for the Overland market. Now let's create a buzz. Let's get people yeah. excited. Well, and the new platform on both the midsize trucks, 
well, all of them, all the way through mid-size, half-ton, heavy-duty, I had a chance to drive them with the full AEV treatment, and there are all these little details. So, for example, um, if you remember the old Chevy ZR2 Bison, it had a big tube in the back to protect the rear fender. Well, the new bumpers have like a welded metal plate, but it has a finishing piece of plastic that snaps over it. So you can go drive it, it looks nice, pull that off, go on the trail, scrape it up, and protect your bumper, protect the back of the bed, and then put that finishing cap back on it yeah. when you're driving the city. Like there's just little things like that. Yeah. Obviously the hot stamp or on steel and just on and on and on. And I feel like, you know, in Moab this year, you had the prototype Ram PXL regular yes. cab tray bed. And we got a chance to drive that and you did a run of 10 of those. Yeah. And so those were kind of the precursor to yeah. let's see what that, because it was a, created a lot of buzz, let's see what that does on the GM platform. Yeah, and so they were really excited. They, they you know, they've seen what we were doing with Ram and they see the excitement and, you know. They want a piece of it. They want a piece of it, but also when someone's looking, you guys especially, if you're out looking for a new truck, are you going to buy something with no aftermarket support or are you going to buy something with aftermarket sure. support? So it, we want to be that champion of it. You know, here's an exceptional product from the factory. If you want to enhance it, take it a little for, you know, we sh we're the, you know, name on the top of the list. Okay, so you guys started in Jeeps and Rams. That's, that, was, that was Dave's deal back when he started the company. And a few years ago, SEMA, mm -hmm. you're like, hey, I can't tell you much about it. Be in the GM booth. There's something you want to see. And it was the prototype ZR2 Bison. Yes. And the response was so phenomenal. Chevy's like, let's put that into production. Yes. And at that point, it was like you would get a ZR2 Bison, and it would go get upfitted and then get back. You guys are to a place now, not only do you have a ZR2 Bison Colorado, you have the ZR2 Bison Half Ton, the Heavy Duty, and now G the GMC AT4X AV edition. You have been in this engineering phase for the past couple years where your parts are now being installed on the production line with everything else, but the parts are the exact same quality and meet all of your standards. They haven't been cheapened down with your logo. No. There's still a hot stamp warranty on a lot of those parts, and it was all the things that AV stands for. There's no watering down when you get an AV package from the dealer. No, 100%, and that was kind of like our Super Bowl ring that we always wanted. Getting these parts shipped into the plant it, it's hard for people outside the industry to understand yeah. the mountain and the achievement that that is. So for us, that's what we've been working towards all along. Yeah. And yeah, you're 100% right. There's nothing watered down. And you know, how, it, it, how do you create a heavy duty bumper that has to hold a winch? It has to work with ADOS. It has to work with you know all your sensors and all that. But not only that, but it has to go on a dunnage cart that gets sequenced in line at the plant, and it has to meet a weight requirement for the ergonomics for the guy lifting it up and bolting it on the truck. And yeah. it has to use the same tooling, like yeah. the same equipment that they put on the, the, the installation yeah. tooling. Yeah, everything. So the, the way it's yeah. packaged in that dunnage yeah. is critical. It Every step of the process and the steps leading up yeah. in between those processes are just People like, don't realize, like you go to the aftermarket and you're like, oh, let's just put this bumper on and whatever. That's not how it works on a, on a production line at a plant. No. There is a huge amount of sequencing and other things that have they to happen. They will not slow down for you. No. They will not slow down. They can't. So you, no, you have to. And there's it's repercussions not, if you slow them down. Yeah. So, yeah. You think of yourself the last time you were in like the uh, the fast lane and a slow car got got in front yeah. of you and how angry you got. Imagine that times a million. Yeah, absolutely, Literally. absolutely. And the thing is, 
it's not like, oh, hey, it's bison day and all they yeah, build yeah, are right. bisons. No, no, I mean, a bison is rolling down the line behind a dually yeah. Chevy, yeah. behind a, you know, it's just a mix. All right, let's move over here to this wall here. Now, this shows us the factory skin of the bumper. Of the right? GM bumper. The These, GM bumper. Is, yeah. Okay. And then it shows the, the, the pretty outer skin. Yeah. So what you're looking at, this is the heavy duty um, GMC front bumper. The Chevy one's not much different. And what you're looking at is almost an exploded view. So at the core of the bumper, you have a three millimeter stamped steel inner. And this is also, this is what also serves as the winch mount. So this is the piece that the winch would bolt to. This is the part you can't see because there's plastic covering yeah, you it in your truck. See this. This, is, this is the part that's going to the frame. This is like the substructure, so, so to speak. Okay. Now over here, you have your heavy duty nodular iron uh, recovery points. Cool thing with these is- And that's yours, that's not factory, correct? Oh, these are 100% ours. Because they're ours, two key features that we always try and incorporate, one, they need to serve as also kind of the first layer of defense again like if you're coming down off something and you're gonna scrape we want those to scrape and if you not look the how bumper. they hook under the bumper yeah. they're oh, active they loop plates. around on the bottom that's smart okay so okay. you have a closed yeah. winching system or closed and, recovery system yeah that, and these good plates that's the other one so yeah. that's sacrificial down here yes yes and as sean mentioned we use a closed loop uh recovery system which is optimally sized for a large d-ring shackle um, as opposed to the hook you know that stuff can slide off of this is the right way to and do I've it i've seen the hooks bend yeah yeah and or these are break yeah so this is kind of a, a signature feature of ours of our bumpers and then moving to the outer stamping this is also a three millimeter uh stamp steel outer with a plastic cap that sits on top. This is what gives it like it's a, it, the factory fit and finish. So here's what I can't wrap my head around. Your hand is resting on the top surface that faces the sky of this bumper, but it has the exact same finish as the steel bumper that it's connected to. Have you I seen my Jeep? The I hoop on my Jeep? I, I know that. I'm getting to that. Like, I can't explain to you guys that you, how did you... That's figure that out. It has the exact same black pigment or so, whatever the so coating is. So people don't is, realize on the JL that the hoop that holds the lights is plastic. It has an interior metal structure and it's the same thing because it looks exactly the same. Yeah. It's amazing. It, it, it's matching the grain of the powder coat eco finish to the grain that's applied to the plastic component. The average person won't be able to tell where the metal ends and the plastic begins. Correct. And that same average person will most likely think the bumper's plastic unless they actually knock on it. Because for that reason, it all matches. It all looks like it's meant to be there, integrated with the vehicle. Little things like we have a engine block heater integrated into the driver's side uh, fog light bezel for those customers in Canada, you know, northern states that need that engine block heater, easy to get to, non-invasive, but, you know, it's all there. Everything has to be 100% well, on point. You guys know I love you, AV, we had a long-term uh, relationship, you know, it's awesome to see you guys go to the next level and have those parts installed on the line. I've been watching this last year, I know how <laughs> crazy it's been from a stress standpoint but to see it pulled off your booth here seems beautiful thank you you guys haven't been here since 2019 so you're yeah. back it's awesome yes. 
yeah, happy to be back and, you know, appreciate the support. And yeah, it's been a wild year, but, you know, we accomplished a lot and there's a lot to be excited for the future. And more to come. And more to come. Look who we run into, Brett King of King Shocks. Oh, how's everybody doing out there? So we're, <laughs> we're here at the SEMA show, so. Last day, how you hanging? Better than my voice? Uh, the, my voice is going away. They kept me out late a couple nights ago. Still recovering? I recovered last night. I feel much better today. I'm out walking around the show, so I'm glad, excited to be here. Glad to run into you. You didn't get dragged off to the TIS show with Ludacris or? I'm, that, that's tonight. They're, oh, that's, that's tonight? I had to recover last night. Tonight we're all going to the concert out awesome. here, the SEMA Fest, so we're excited to be there. So, yeah. How is it for you? How's the show for you? Like, uh, as Right now you're a spectator. Like, you're looking at someone else's booth right now, and we accosted you. Uh, tell us about your experience. Um, and that's basically what I'm out doing today is I left the booth, and I'm just out talking to customers and just, I guess, being a... Uh, a spectator myself out looking at products and all the new stuff that everybody's working on so that's really what SEMA is about is showing off new stuff and all the companies are here and they're all showing their new stuff and the new stuff is what everybody likes to see. Well King has an amazing reputation in the off-road industry how did you go from a small shop in Garden Grove California to being one of the premier names in off-road shock technology? I guess just work really hard do you know what I mean? <laughs> and my other advice for people, you know, thinking of starting their own, if you need money, don't start your own business. Yeah, no, I it's agree. it's really hard for the first five, six, seven years. It's extremely hard. We have a joke it, where we look at people. You have to sacrifice a lot, and it's not for go, everybody. Go ahead and start your business while your head is shaking no, you know. I was fortunate enough that me and my brother and my mom and dad, we all lived at the same house. We all had no bills. Um, we had no wives, no girlfriends. We had an unusual situation that most people and the rest, it, it was a very short time. And then we found ourselves collecting unemployment checks. And it took me less time to go down the street and start building shocks than it did to find another job. And that was basically how we got started. Wow. So everybody who loses their job and they're out like, collecting unemployment checks it, think about doing something for yourself because it was a hard time in that in my life and my parents life but something good came from it do you know what i mean and with if if i was still working for that company i would still be working for that company today yeah do you know there would I mean? be no king shocks there would be no king shocks i would still be working there do you know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes from a bad situation, good things can happen. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not always bad. I know what you mean more than you know that I know what you mean. He, was in, he was in the publishing industry. I worked at Motor Trend for 20 years, ran the truck and off-road group, got laid off last year, and then started three businesses this year. So yeah, I, I worked for other ashes. people for 10 years, so I, I get the situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, becomes easy... You know what I mean? I'm making a living and everything becomes easy. Yeah. Sometimes from change is always good. And I, I always have used my experience growing up as I was a kid. Every job I got always seemed to be better than the first one. Although they were really, it was just me personally. Do you know what I mean? Like 
you go from digging ditches your first summer out of out of high school and you work construction and you know then I get a job at the Yamaha dealer shop and I worked there for my way through college and every one of your jobs always seems to be better there's oh this is a horrible job do you know what I mean the money comes and goes but it's really the job is based on the person not the necessarily the job well congratulations right. on your success and we appreciate you sharing your story with us awesome. we're all, we're big fans I, I grew up in Orange County King's always been you know one of those brands that's been my whole off-road life yeah. I, I really want to know Brett how does it feel because when you started I you could not have imagined that the logo that's on your left breast pocket right here King off-road racing shocks would be an icon, not just in the off-road racing industry, but in the automotive industry. I see your brand post up, you guys will post up a, a trailer and sell merchandise, a t-shirt, apparel, and every young person in the entire venue is rocking king. Like it is, it's, it's to me it's like Quicksilver, Stussy, Rusty, Billabong. It's on that level, the, the, the name, what, what, the, what the name stands for. And that I don't know how happened, and that is the most, I understand the shock part of it. I understand, dude, they're cool shocks. I totally understand why. The apparel part, I don't understand. That's a little bit different. Like, really? Uh, there's a your, line. Your brand in, has become an icon. Of, there's a line in front of my booth, but there could be another 100 times bigger company and they can't sell a shirt. Right. There's a line in front of my booth to buy shirts. That's. <laughs> That's the Amazing. part I don't understand. They're paying to advertise your brand. Yeah, awesome. and eventually that's what the originally was. Yeah, is what it was originally. We started selling shirts because I'm a shock manufacturer. I'm not an apparel company. Sure. So people would come in all the time, wanting to get a shirt, and it takes a lot of time for me to go do that. So if I do it at the event, then they get the opportunity to get that apparel. And the apparel is not available online. You can only get it if you're at an event. Well, it, ta so it takes you, you the same amount of time somebody, to write an invoice for a guy for four shocks as it does for one t-shirt at the shop, right? We want to, I, myself specifically, work, I need to work on shocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, I get it. I didn't mean to take you sideways on that. I just think it's awesome. I get it. Yeah. The apparel is just a little bit of a different thing. You know what I mean? But yep. Everybody wants a t-shirt, a memento, anywhere they go. You know what I mean? Whether it be monster trucks or an off-road race. We would love to come by the shop. We're both local. I'm Long Beach. He's, uh, he's Huntington Beach. If it would be okay with you, we'd, we have always wanted a tour, King. But let's do it. Let's do it. I'm on board. Awesome. I'm on have board. A, have a fantastic show. Awesome. We will see you soon. Great to see you. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Lonnie, what's up? Doing good. How are y'all? I don't think I've met you in person. Lightning. Nice Shake my you. hand. There yes, you go. I've heard all about you through Sean. So. Oh, no. that's There's no way that that's good. I'm my alter ego today <laughs> since I lost my voice or almost close to it. So oh, okay. It's like, well, that might be a good thing. Yeah, you can give ta da ta right? <laughs> Tip your waitress on the way out. <laughs> right. All right, so we're standing in the Skyjacker suspension booth. Ah, oh, the bear. Oh, okay, it's not real. Yeah, yeah. It's, an, it's a stuffed bear. <laughs> People ask us that. Is that a real bear? <laughs> well, it was. It was, yeah. <laughs> you didn't like my acting there? No, no, that was horrible. I don't ever like your acting. <laughs> yeah. We're standing here in the Skyjacker booth. It's an important year because the kickoff to your 50th anniversary, yes. which we've talked about earlier, but 
your booth has the entire timeline and the history of your mom and dad starting the business all the way to today, That's and right. it's freaking awesome. Thank you, thank you. So you we, have a, a ribbon of the years starting right here, right, at 1973. Yeah, yeah. There's a ribbon that goes around the circumference of the booth with all the years, and then uh, uh, milestones. Oh, look at the old hats and old t-shirts. Oh, you missed it. Earlier in the week, yeah. they found a yeah. bunch of vintage racing shirts, and everybody was wearing their yeah. old Skyjacker racing shirts from back. It had to be, what, yeah. the 80s? Yes, and uh, we had to juggle around sizes so that everybody had one to fit. Yeah. But, you know, so we had enough for a day or two, and we had to retire them. But, yeah, we, we kept them all these years, so we still had it. And we, that's how we found these old hats and T-shirts, and we still had some of the old parts and things. And Look at the old invoices and notes and all just yeah. engineering and drawings. Yeah, ads where Dad had drew out, or, or Mom drew up a little ad. Back in those days, it's all copy-paste to build an ad, and she would take it down to the printer and have them make it. We found a lot of those old sketches and drawings. And uh, even for Dad, he had an old jig of how he used to, you know, center punch the holes for the, the, the drop brackets. And we found those jigs and put some of that stuff on the wall. I, uh, saw your dad and mom yesterday and it's mm -hmm. awesome to see all the generations standing in the skyjacker with the whole families in here and everybody's yeah. if just you know it's such a rare thing anymore in this industry to have the longevity of 50 years but let alone to have family members who continue to want to be a part of it yes well that was really my dad's original dream he wanted to build something that he could pass on to his children's children and their children it wasn't just about let's just build a business up and sell it. He wanted something that could continue on in the family and support whoever wanted to work here. Like you said, now we have four of the third generation that works here full time and loves it. And they, that's the only thing they see their futures being is being here. Yeah. You know what's kind of cool is that you're, he didn't realize that he was future-proofing the company because no matter what the powertrain is, every truck will always need suspension. Yes, they do. And it has evolved and changed significantly oh, yeah. over time, but you just evolve and change with it. And, and then we still have all the old stuff. So now we actually are involved in restoration that we never foresaw as an opportunity. Yeah. And now we sell just as much of the old stuff that we did 40 well, years ago. Well, and a lot of your competition, as they've been bought out by VCs, they've gotten rid of the old SKUs. It's like nobody's yes. gonna buy it. So you're like the one-stop shop. If you have an older truck and you want that traditional, let's say a six inch leaf spring kit, that's you guys now. Yes, And you right. still stock, and you've I've gone through a bunch of them, upgraded the leaf springs to more modern technology, more that's modern right. technology on the shocks mm -hmm. and shock valving. So not only do you get a, a, a lift kit that'll fit that old truck, but you're also getting some modern technology with it too. So you get to kind of get the best of both worlds. Yes, so if, even this 77 F-150, we ended up here, which was a cool story. It was one that my dad originally built back in 1977. So lighting. Take a look at this den side, okay? First off, look. there's only one truck in the booth, and it's dead center. And there's a bear in the bed. Yep. All right, yes. look at the hand-painted uh, under the Ford logo. The originally. Right oh, here. Oh, oh, I see it here. Oh, there it is. It says four-wheel drive. It says oh, Lonnie McCurry. No, 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 there's Lonnie McCurry's four-wheel drive center. Monroe, Louisiana. Monroe, Louisiana. There we go. Paint by Watts. Oh, so now come here, that. check this out. It's like green on green, and I love the license plate. Private loves McCurry, Louisiana. Yeah. Amp steps. I want to show him the redneck oh, amp step. Oh, yes, yes. Let me yeah. see redneck amp first, steps. Okay. First power step. The first power step. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute. Hold is on that a amazing or this what? This is a step that's welded or bolted to the bottom of the door, and it articulates out with the door itself, and then so it doesn't break off. It's got kind of a a U that supports it that's part of the uh, the body. I, I can't describe this. We're going to have to By the way, photo. all of our listeners love the way an old door opens up. I got it. I got it. 
All right, now go. slam it. Here we go. Oh, I love that. That's great. Yeah. So maybe talk about finding the truck, and then what did you guys do to it to freshen it up? Right. So he had bought this. He, he painted, fixed up this truck, 77. And, of course, you know, over time, it found its way to another buyer or another owner. And eventually, last year, we had a person call us and say, I bought this old truck. I was going to paint it down, slick it up, restore it. But he found that on the tailgate with the Lonnie McCurry's Ford. Right? You Googled it and said, oh, that's Skyjacker. And called. So we bought it back. And so it's part of our history. But we went back through, put a new variable rate coil spring on the front. Now we built an adjustable track bar because back in the 70s and 80s, you just told people cut it, weld it to recenter your truck. You know, put new parts on it that, that people today would just soon buy off the you shelf. You got to take for granted that that's how kits are today versus what you had to do back in the day. Yeah. So we're able to actually make this truck ride better than what it used to because we have like new new technology and coil springs and things that you can do to uh, allow the coil to survive. I love it. What are you guys going to do with the truck after you're done with the 50th anniversary? You know, for me, I think we just keep it. Take yeah. just some classic truck shows. You should. And, and, you know, I don't want to take it out and build a rock crawler or an off-roader with it and, and destroy it. I think it's good for other shows. You take yeah. it to uh, an Indianapolis truck jamboree yeah, and totally. stuff. I mean, it would be awesome there. So it also has a set of super swampers on it and some old uh, Raceline wagon wheels, white. Yes. And it's and, just and, classic. You know, the swampers was a classic Louisiana tire yeah. 70, 50 years ago. I mean, that's where in the 70s, that's, that's what we ran in Louisiana. This whole thing is a time capsule. I, I was telling JR again. the other day, I go, the nice thing about these trucks is they're they're so loud you never even hear the super swampers on the highway. Yeah, that's you right. Have no I mean, idea. if you notice, we haven't still we, we left the gun rack in the back windshield. There's the gun rack. As you look, should. Look, the I mean, C, the CB antenna is original, like yeah. everything. Yeah. It is a time capsule. I mean, it's got the big old brush guard bumper. Yeah, PTO look at this brush guard. Oh yeah, and it's a PTO, not a uh, electric winch. Come on, that come on, people. Look at this. This, by the way, has knocked some other trucks off the road. <laughs> Smaller cars. Well, not just trucks. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you know, it, it survived, and and that's the way we built them back then. You had to hold up this kind of weight when you when you lifted it, and you know, it's all part of the suspension package. Well, congrats on 50 years, my friend. This Thank is an uh, epic milestone. And uh, we've known each other for a long time, and I just wanted to make sure that uh, we came by the booth because all the hard work deserves to be seen. Is there going to be a way for people who aren't at the show or customers to be able to peruse this wall on your website? Yes, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll post a YouTube video of the booths as well as our, our legacy documentary with, with running in the booths. We'll, we'll post all this on YouTube. It'd be nice to, to have like a blog on your site that runs from beginning to end, you know, like by year. I, I like that and actually explains some of the history yeah, exactly. of what are looking at. Yeah, I like yeah. that. All right, well, well, appreciate it. Thank you guys for stopping back by. Happy SEMA. Thank you. Roy, what's happening? Lightning Holman Truck Show Podcast. Uh, it's great out here. Last day of the show, and it's kind of open for the public, so we're going to kind of see what happens. Have you had a uh, lot of response to the awesome red FC standing oh, behind us? None at all, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, no, it's been a crowd around this thing the whole time. Let's describe what we're staring at. So this is what year Jeep FC? This is a 1962 Jeep Forward Control FC. They only made them from 57 through 65. You don't run any idea how many they made? Um, I think they're guessing the total production numbers around 30,000, I think, okay. of total production at that time. But there's obviously a far less amount. But they keep showing up all the time. I mean, people find them in barn finds or whatever, so it's interesting what they find. So let's talk about the history of this particular FC. Because okay. this has been in your family for a long time. It has. Uh, this truck, um, 
about 20 years ago, uh, I was looking for a Jeep project, and I was going through one of the green sheets and looking for like another Jeep project. Not that I needed another one, but I did. And we came across a description that says uh, Jeep FC 170 for sale, and I couldn't think what a Jeep FC 170 was. So we happened to have an issue of JP Magazine laying there on the counter, which, you know, it's kind of hard to do anymore. Yeah, right. So we... Uh, Picked that up and it happened to have a uh, issue with all showing all the Jeep models and we flipped through and sure enough there was a Jeep FC 170. I thought, hey, that's cool. There was a guy in town who had one. I said, I always wanted one of those. So that weekend, we drove up to the mountains where it was and ended up trailering it back. So and then, would you buy it for? I gotta know. Would you pay for it? Uh, back in the day, uh, I think it was about fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> now you built this for the uh, real truck booth. Yes. And this is going to be the next cover of OVR Magazine. And it's this gorgeous red with a kind of an overlanding slash service body on the back. Mm -hmm. That's all aluminum. Unbelievable. Um, I guess 37s. Now, 38s. 38s. Now, we met at Overland Adventure when you had your blue FC out there, which was a crew cab. This is sort of the follow-on to that, but it's a single cab. Maybe uh, describe some of the mods that you did to it. And for people who don't know, an FC, think of it as like a... Um, a bread van nose or something like that. FC forward <laughs> control, the steering and the driver is basically ahead of the uh, front axle. And so they would put it's them on. A, looks like a miniature cab over big rig. As I said, we've had this for about 20 years. So when we first got it, uh, we did some modifications then because it was my very first forward control truck. So I was brand new to it. There wasn't a lot of information out there on the internet on them. So I learned as I went. At that time, we put a 4.3 in it. Uh, we put a 700R4 in it. We had Dana. Dana 44s in it, and it worked good for like the first 60,000 miles over this last 20 years. So, because you're asking about the history, so I'm kind of yeah. blending this yeah, a little yeah. bit. So we took the blue truck you're talking about, We this last year we took it down for the Baja 1000 for one of the race teams that we helped with down there, and we were doing a remote pit. So on the way back, we were having this discussion about, hey, you know, we should, you know, joking around, hey, we should make the blue or the red truck into a chase truck. And we're kind of joking around about, well, joking got into more a little serious, yeah. and my son says, Dad, we really should do that. So we decided to do some upgrades on this. So with this one, we put, now we have a 5.3 LS motor in it, a 6L80 transmission. We have the 14 bolt in the back, Dana 16 in the front, one ton axles. We upgraded the size of the tires. Uh, we've gotten rid of the, the steel and wood bed and went to all aluminum uh, bed tray now from some of the expedition trucks out of uh, Canada who custom built this for us. And it's gorgeous. Yeah, and plus, if you notice on the back, there's two tires back there. Uh, one is mounted to the bulkhead, and the other one is laying flat, and that is where the tires will go for, like, the race truck. Okay. So since we're building it, kind of doing that. But we can also take it out camping. Yeah. We got a rooftop tent on top. Yep. So you got to have that. And um, the weirdest thing about these are off-roading them. So maybe yes. describe the experience of going over a uh, <laughs> cliff. It yeah. does, does everything feel like well, a Well, everything feels like yeah. a clip, yeah. Well, the best way I describe it to people who go out jeeping in that is when they ask me the same question you're asking, I say, well, go over and set on the hood of your Jeep, and that's going to be how it's going to kind of feel. Yeah. Picture sitting on the hood of your Jeep as you go over a hill or over drop over a thing. That's exactly how it feels in this. Well, awesome. do, you, do you ever get used to it, or is it always like, oh, 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 like butt pucker? Well, you know, it depends on what I'm going. It With all the weight up front like this, it'll pretty much go up anything I point it at, which is kind of scary, but if I have to come back down, it's a whole different feeling because it can get light in the back. Yeah. And I've had instances where I've been coming down and if I hit the little brakes a little too hard, I'll feel it back in, get a little light and reposition itself. And then I realize, yeah, I'm, I'm pushing it now. So, so. The, the short wheelbase ones had a, had a uh, weight plate in the back to help counter that. This is a 170, so no weight plate in this one. Right, that but, was the 150s that had the, yeah. the, it was like a 230 pound weight underneath the front bumper, or, or front or the rear bumper rather. 
And that was to counteract what you're talking yeah. about. I talked to the guys who'd, who'd been out wheeling with those FCs, early FCs, and they'd taken that weight out of the back to try to save weight on the trail. And there was more than one time they'd been going to a, a downhill like we were talking about to get to the bottom of the hill, and they had to go back and push it the back end back down because it <laughs> did a nosedive. How did you get into the real truck booth, and what real truck accessories do you have on the, uh, on the FC? Okay, well, good question. Um, we've worked with uh, the people at Real Truck before, and they're great people here. And when we had the opportunity to come in here, obviously we put some of their product on the truck. And we've got like the rear bumper, we got some accessories and such on here. We got the Go Rhino rack up here um, and a few other accessories around the truck. And so they put us in a prime spot here because obviously it draws a lot of people into their booth. So that's how come we're here. That's awesome. Well, Roy Wallace from uh, First Gear Off-Road, thank you so much for taking the time with us. And this thing is absolutely gorgeous. Can't wait to do some more stuff with you and, uh, and this beautiful FC. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Chris Payne, truck guru in the flesh. How's it going, big guy? Dude, this you... year, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you ask questions, we got to get we got to get out of the way. Chris called out a crap ton of people this year on social, and it was awesome. It need to be said. Wait, wait, wait. Called out how? I mean, there, there's a lot of... I mean, this industry is going to crap, right, at the end of the day, and there's a lot of people that think they're bigger than their britches that haven't really put in the work or they don't really know what's going on, and at the end of the day, it is what it is. Wait a minute. We just, hold on. you gotta, I got to unpack this. A, the industry is going to crap. What do you mean? And how did these people violate uh, Your sensibilities. Industry. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the scene is just toxic. That's what I mean by that. It's not going to hell. It's just it's toxic. There's a lot of people out there who... A lot of egos. Yeah, let's just leave it at that. I mean, there's a lot of people that think they're bigger than they are and they're not, or they think they know what they're doing and they don't. Or and the follow through isn't there. And it's, it used to be handshake, person of your word, and yeah. people taking product and not fulfilling. And now their a end contract isn't even good enough yeah. for the most part. They, you know, a handshake, look you in the eyes, say yes, sir, and it's good on your way. Now it's contract, and they still, you know, breach that. So at the end of the day, it's. It's, that's what I mean by it's going are to you, shit. Are you crapping on the vendors, or are you saying that your clients? I, I'm so lost. I, I'm, you're forcing me to read between the no. lines, which means our listeners are having an even Part tougher time. time. Yeah. So, no, in general, I think. At the end of the day, you know, manufacturers are responsible because they choose who to use, who to deal with. And if they're just giving things out to God and everybody um, just because, or if, let's just say, like, OnlyFans girls. They have an example. That's just one example. I, I have nothing against them. You can make your money however you want. At the end of the day, they have a reputation for being more rude and vocal about things because they don't really know how the industry works. And they just have that. Because they got fast-tracked in without having to pay their dues. 100%. That's long and short of it is they get to act as if they've done this for 15 years when they're first on the scene because they have something new and nice. I'm still lost. No, I mean, at the end of the day, you have a lot of project managers, you have a lot of companies, you have a lot of people with their hands in the cookie jar, and, you know, nobody really takes responsibility anymore. That's the thing. I mean... Let's back up for a second. So, for you guys that haven't heard our previous episodes where we've checked in with Chris, he is a project manager. Yes. You can hire him to manage your build, whether it's for SEMA or for, for Lone Star Throwdown, Florida Truck Meet, whatever connected. it's for. He knows so all the people. you say, I want to build a Jeep Wrangler. I want it. Uh, here's how I want it to look. He will start with your rendering, and then he will facilitate the purchase of all of the parts all the way through and put you in a booth so then you get the exposure 
that you wanted, right? Is correct. that correct? Correct. We have 64 out here this year. 64 and, builds. Yes, 64. Jeez, yeah, that's a few. It's yeah. my most I've done so far in 15 years of doing this. You start with the design, the project management, product allocation, product influencing, promotion, marketing, and you basically just do a turnkey off the lot dealer vehicle all the way up to what you see at the show at SEMA, which sometimes it's mild and sometimes it's wild. Again, to each their own. Of the 64 that you've built here, how, how many, many screwed those, you? Yeah, how many of the 64 did what they were supposed to do? <laughs> 63. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's a great batting average. And let's be real, out of over 500 bills that I've brought to SEMA since you know the early you know mid 2000s, um, honestly, I've probably only had like maybe four horror stories out of all the bills I've ever done. All right. Well, yeah, that's what I'm not pleased with. But I mean, at the end of the day, you do the percentages. I'm still batting 1,000. You know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, maybe 998, but okay. Who's got it? Hey, that's close enough. So your beef when we started this was more with the manufacturers not doing what they were pro what were promising you or your clients. Why are you trying to pigeonhole him into uh, Thanks, being Sean. less vague? I'm saying he came out swinging. I'm like, I was no. I was like I mean, bobbing if, and weaving. He's actually talking about you, which is why he was being so vague. No, dude, when, when Chris, <laughs> all, have I ever let you down? Never. Never. Jay's the man. Right. I'll be honest. Fair like, enough. He, he takes care of me. So it's not just manufacturers sometimes, it's it's the people at the end of the day, backing up what they say they're gonna do. The return on investment means something to guys like me, whereas some people it doesn't, it's just a term. You know, so, oh, ROI, yeah, I know. Do you really know what that means? Are you going to shows and events? Do your are, part. You, are you posting, are you tagging? Do you have signage on the vehicle? Are you doing the things that you promised or are you just saying that so you can get free And that stuff drives me crazy because I myself am a follow-through guy. Like you can ask any of my clients. I am overboard with the amount of texts. Like, and you can see me on social. Hey, tag your partners if they miss them. Sometimes it's an honest mistake, but other times it's just people don't know what the hell they're doing. So, uh, what's your favorite build of all of the '64 th this year? I had one that was shaping up to be a favorite build, but we didn't really get it finished. But it's still epic. We didn't get it finished in the way that we wanted to. It's still done to a capacity that is to the general public. Still impressive? Amazing. It's it's a stretch 392 with three axles in the rear. I mean, it is insane. <laughs> so we're going to plan to put a record boom on it, custom built flatbed. It's going to be a recovery vehicle. Nice. It's super dope. But the one we're actually standing at right now is a Ken Block tribute build. So it's super special because we all know, you guys being in the industry, how much Ken touched and inspired so many of us to do what we do. And I mean, he's a legend. And what we wanted to do is kind of give back just a smidge. So in just a few minutes, we're gonna have Leah and Lucy Block come over here and they're going to check out the vehicle for the first time in person and look at all the little Easter eggs that we put in this Autograph thing. it, Rad. Yeah, they are gonna autograph it. So you can actually win this Jeep. We're gonna have it raffle and you're gonna be able to buy tickets and actually win this exact Jeep. Lucy's gonna sign it, Leah's gonna sign it. We're gonna do all kinds of cool stuff. It's gonna be at Jeep events on the East Coast. I mean, we're gonna travel. And it's in the rigid booth, and so it's laced with rigid lights. Give us the uh, 90 second tour real quick. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have a ton of partners on this build. Rigid really took care of us. Alpha Rex headlights, Warren Winch, Metal Cloak. We got Toyo on this one. Uh, we have Fittipaldi beadlock wheels, PRP interior, front to back, top to bottom. This thing's been touched. It's got a custom wrap on it. Inside's great. We have DS18 audio, Gen Y hitches. I mean, literally, it doesn't get any cleaner than this, I promise. And we also have wheelwood brakes on here, yeah. I'm getting uh, wheelwood brakes on my Jeep one of these days. One of these days, So we, yeah. had, we had to do a little customization to get them all to work. 
absolutely great product. All right, I would love to keep talking to you, but your voice sounds like my voice right now. <laughs> hey, and you, twins! And, and you still have to host uh, autograph signing and stuff. So yes, sir. We will check up with you later. Thank, Thank you, you so Sean. much, brother. Appreciate, uh, appreciate you. you. Love you, man. Thanks, Jay. You hey, too, bro. and in the infamous words of uh, one of my favorite ska bands, don't let the bastards get you down. Amen, brother. All right, Holman, you're going to have to finish that taco no, before on. you start. Hold on. No, no, no. The left of your beard. No, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, you yeah, have some onions in there for and chives over on the other side. Yeah, I was so hungry, and I walked up, <laughs> and we saw our friends at Flated, and Ken's like, hey, you want a taco? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, of course <laughs> I do. Yeah. How you guys doing? Well, I can't even talk right now. Yeah, Ryan's got his mouth full of taco, <laughs> and last time we saw it's Ken. A, it's the carne asada special. This is the first time I've eaten in four days. Well, so okay. last time last time we saw Ken, he was in an airplane yeah. yelling, I'm on Shark Tank. And, and by the way, I can finally admit to you yeah. that I had had like five beers in the airport before that. So oh, we could tell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will never again stand in front of a crowd. Listen, saying, here's the I deal. I was on Shark Tank. Listen, that endeared you to our listeners. It was all oh, good. Well, thanks, man. And it is an honor. Dan drove out here. This okay, you guys have what this a twenty by twenty or something like that yeah. booth, and everything in this booth is flated, and it came in the back of Dan's uh, Colorado, yes. all deflated, right yes, for correct. storage, right. Yeah. But then you showed me a picture where you were driving hundred and like five miles an hour to show that the topper wasn't going to blow off. Yeah, I had to speed test it, so it went 101 miles an hour. 101. 15. Hey, don't tell when our it, lawyers oh, that. Don't tell our lawyers. No, no, no. That. because oh, the Colorado, is, Colorado is speed limited, isn't it? Uh, I mean, maybe 101. I just let off of it after that. So got it. Okay, so he got the triple minute. digits. When you say that the whole booth is made out of flated, yeah, you're not exaggerating. So currently, we're standing on flated. The Colorado is parked on a flated. It, what do we call these? They're not like tiles. What would you call this? Panel. Panels? But now it's trade show flooring. Turns trade out. show flooring. The back wall is flated. Your the flated sign is, sign is wait, wait, flated. Wait, wait, wait. How about the chairs? The chairs are flated. Right here that the tacos are sitting on, this table is flated. And also, look at the uh, Colorado Everything on top of the flated Everything is inflatable except for the Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> but you tried. Now, you tried. It, if you inflated all this flated stuff with helium, would the Colorado float away on your way home? You know, we haven't tried that yet, but <laughs> I, the next show we want to have a swim-up booth. Okay, so, so we will float it in the lake somewhere. So, so, so come clean. I know this story. It's hilarious. So one of you three, and I know who, I'm not going to look at them, may have taken a topper off at a certain overlanding event and gone <laughs> rowing in a duck pond. And the reason that's funny is because I posted that post with you guys the other day, and my friend Quinn goes, yeah, I saw those guys at the Overland show rowing one of their tops in the duck pond. That was cool. You know, and I'm thought, like, we, that's we, hilarious. We thought it was just a friendly display of how we can use our product and, you know, walk multifaceted. Walked it through the industry party at happy hour time, <laughs> threw it in there, some people rode on it, and then Dan got a little crazy, tried to go over waterfall, and... <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, so security grabbed me, and uh, we had a little conversation, and they escorted me out the back gate. <laughs> no, they did not. Yeah. And so I, and I have to throw in there that I was not at that trade show and, and yet the, I think the way that this came about is shenanigans still happen. Well yeah, well I've, I always put out these videos uh, you know whenever the haters go on and they're like, oh you got a pool toy and it's not rigid <laughs> so I'll go and run the river. Dan was definitely like, okay, I'm gonna up the game. I was at Home Depot and walking around and I get a photo and they're like, oh, look at this. And I thought it was a joke. Dan getting escorted out from Overland Expo. We don't have a huge budget. This is like the first event that we did. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm like, damage control, boys. Like, this is not a good thing. But it actually turned out to be quite nice. And the Overland Expo people, I saw them in Denver. 
they were, were laughing about it by then. So okay, it was good. good. All right. Ended up good. So it wasn't the Overland Expo, people. It was the Yellow Jacket security that... that yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was the Overland, it was the Overland, Overland Expo, oh, people. Yeah. And this is your chance to apologize. Yes. I, I apologize. I'm always the one that gets caught because Ryan jumped in it. He was fine. He got to stay the night. Is the, it because Ryan's faster? I, th- I, I mean, think he's so. pretty tall and lanky. I think like he just outruns everybody. He's I, like, you only have to be faster than the slowest guy, right? Exactly, and I'm the slowest guy. <laughs> what were you using for paddles? You didn't have oars. No, our friend Rory brought over a literal stand-up paddle. And of course, because Rory, Rory. I was we know Rory. I was trying to pick up the speed so I could like launch over the waterfall, and that's hey, when security. Jay, how me. dare you? How dare you? They had flated paddles, okay, or flated oars. Oh, sorry, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I guess you can make anything out of. We're standing at a, everything in this booth, but the truck I is flated. I feel like we went to some like far away land where everything just is made of flated. Okay, what's the weirdest thing that you guys have made out of flated? The weirdest thing. yeah there's got to be some you guys were drink, drinking one trade, night at the a shop trade show <laughs> well that's pretty weird yeah i mean i would i would say the trade show booth honestly still the topper like the topper is still even i, I feel like everyone knows about it around the world but they don't no. at, at the trade show people walk up and they're like wow those chairs are inflatable wow that's no your booth and then people stop and they go wait <laughs> that truck topper is inflatable and i'll climb up on it and stand up there and they just go, I have no, one no, no, guy, no, what you, was it he said? You can't do that. They're yeah. not rigid. That's, you oh, can't yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, you can't, uh, Impossible. Be, be careful. Uh, what was it he said? Uh, he said, um, oh, just when you think you've seen everything. And the guy just stopped. He's like, this is amazing. You know. See? So I, I still think people are just flabbergasted when they realize that a rigid truck topper is inflatable. And then you show them the bag it fits in when it's deflated. And that you can throw it on the ground when you'd want to take it off. And it's just been awesome to see people. For those people that ha- are just tuning in for the first time and didn't hear the last time we had you on, Ken, explain how the structure of the, the be- what's the structure between the two thicknesses, the two walls? How does this thing stay rigid when it's inflated? Sure. I mean, I think a lot of people were, they'll be more familiar if you say it's based on the same material as an inflatable stand-up paddleboard. So many people, especially during the pandemic, got inflatable paddleboards. And essentially what it is is uh, two layers of PVC material that are connected. I call it dental floss, but it's not. It's a a nylon material that in the area, let's say the, uh, the size of my hand, is connected by like a thousand threads just within that area. I mean, that's just, you know, every, what Dan, like centimeter or so, there's a thread. So what happens is when you put air into it and it comes in different layers, there's, you know, two inch, four inch, six inch, our uh, topper is four inch drop stitch. When you put the air into it, those panels can expand, but they can only expand as an example with the four inch, four inches apart until those nylon threads engage and then it becomes rigid. Every ounce of air that you push into it, instead of allowing the material to go round if they weren't connected, it actually just makes it more and more rigid. So you can make those square shapes like this table, those chairs, that topper, rather than just having a big balloon sitting yeah, on the back of the truck. Exactly. Well, all all of us, like all four of our chubby fat asses, are standing <laughs> on and with the Colorado hey, speak for yourself, on this. That we're all standing on this flooring. What PSI is this pumped up to? Uh, you know, it's funny is I, I you, for ours, and this is one thing to clarify. So, we have the same construction as those inflatable paddle boards. I historically, I have run these boards over rocks. I, I run rivers on them. I mean, they're crazy durable. So this is the same construction. The paddle boards you inflate to 15 to 18 psi. Although ours could handle that easily, you only have to inflate ours between five and eight psi. 
So I'm going to guess. So all of lightning's wow. hot air could easily inflate one of these. <laughs> yeah, def definitely. And that's the thing. People go, oh, when I, when I blow up my paddle board, boy, I really got to pump for a long time. Well, I say, well, this is only a third of the amount of air for the rigidity. So I'm going to speculate right now, given the, the give to this, that we're probably at around 5 PSI here on the floor. Okay, that's because you're not blowing something up into a circular form like a balloon, or it has a stopping point. Well, and there's once a you, once you reach sample over there on point, the tailgate where you can see exactly what it looks like as a cutaway. Huh. Okay. Have you not seen it for real? No, I have. Oh, I okay. wanted to reenact this for those who haven't. We have new listeners signing on all the time, and they may not have heard we the go. last time you were on. Well, I, it's I, like smell a vision or something. I know it'd be hard for the viewers to see it through a podcast. But the, the material, as you can see right there, there's a bunch of threads connecting the panels top to bottom, and then you inflate it, and I'll actually deflate this one for you here in a moment. Inflated, they get to a certain point, then it all becomes rigid. Now, I can take this, this is the valve, I'll open that up for you. You hear the air escape, and then watch how as I push these panels, they now go together, and then I can just roll it up. That's great. Yeah, pretty neat. And so uh, Dan is, you know, I call them geniuses. I'm fortunate. We, we're all partners here. Uh, Ryan, our CEO, Dan, the genius designer, Monique, our CFO. I mean, we have such an amazing team. And to have Dan do this, I, I know I brag about him all the time. Like, it is absolutely crazy what he achieves. If you go to our website, I'll put our website up against anyone's. It's beautiful. It's it's such has such functionality. Dan does all that. Um, the designs, doing the booth. Dan did all that. The furniture, by the way, the chairs. Um, we, Dan, I say we, but I'll say we, uh, we did these because we thought, hey, we're gonna have the whole booth be inflatable. Made these chairs, which are so unique. If people go on our Instagram, they'll be able to see them. I mean, they look like a piece of artwork. I had some guy walk up that was like, these are art. And then they're like almost intimidated to sit on them. They sit down and they're like, they're comfortable. Oh, it's like a rocking chair. And now this is gonna be an available product from us. So awesome. yeah, we're just constantly innovating. And I'll tell you what, wait till you see what we got coming next. Well, like, let's this see, is we, just the start. We talked to you guys in March and here we are in November and I'm like, You've redesigned the topper, you've got an inflatable booth, you've got all these new products in here. I can't wait, it's gonna be awesome. Well, and I'm gonna turn it over to Dan on that because I want him to tell, to, to tell you about it. For me, one of the things, and we take heat online, right? One of my favorite comments that we get is when someone goes, oh, $2,000 for a topper, you can just buy a hard shell for that. Well, number one, if you want a hard shell, awesome. We're topper guys. We yep. love toppers. We camp in them. All the other topper companies, the soft top company, we, we are fans of everyone, right? Like, we're not saying ours is the best. Ours is different. Yep. It's versatile and Maybe whatnot. Maybe the best for you. But when people, yeah, exactly. Or that guy over there. But when people say, oh, I can buy a, a hard shell, well, number one, they're using our most expensive eight foot bed, biggest topper as an example. The, the topper that Dan is about to describe to you, we've now got the price down to just over $1,100, shipped to your door, sleeker model. I mean, it's just, it is remarkable how we are like just continually innovating getting costs down to the consumer. And you know, for me personally, I wanna see one of these toppers on everybody's truck because they are versatile. And, and Dan can tell you more about how we made more changes to our new lineup. Essentially, what we wanted to do is we wanted to lower the price point, have more options for the customers. Uh, what I accomplished here is actually taking a single piece so there's not as many chambers in there and doing an engineering bend in it. So it's it's only two chambers versus the four chambers of our, our, 
Our other one does, the original topper, has five more inches of, of head clearance, so it does give you more, you know, more camping area if you're truck camping, so. But the new one, perfect price point, it's sleek, comes right off the cab. These things are very versatile, though, like we have the midsize that fits like Colorados and Tacomas and and then full sizes that fit Dodge, Ford, Chevy, like fit Do you everything. go all the way up to an eight foot bed? We do, we have the full size eight foot bed. Yeah, and then the midsize we do both the, sh the short and the uh, long bed. Okay. Yeah, so we cover just about everything. The bane of my existence was the, the uh, Dodge 6.4. Uh, we just couldn't get it fit, but we have them in our warehouse now. I've finally caught up and got that one done. So we have pretty much everything except for the, the you know, the odd ducts, like the Rivians and stuff like sure. that. But we'll work on that next. Now, a couple things. First, it's white. I recall it being kind of an, gray. a, a grayish blue color so, before. So this is actually, we just uh, signed a licensing deal with GM, so. There's a Chevrolet bow tie and the Chevrolet logo on the side, which that's legit. And I was gonna say, are you hijacking their logo or did you collab? Uh, we signed a licensing agreement and we're sending out the press release right now. We're super excited. So this is, the, yeah, this is hey, the first announcement. Right. Hey, wow. Truck show. True, true. Yeah, super excited about it. So we started with, because I bought the, the Chevy Colorado, we started with the Chevy. We're also going to do the GMC. And uh, yeah, we're super excited about that. Congrats. I wanted Dan to point out is, again, we listen to feedback from, uh, we call them fleeted roadies. Yeah. Our, our roadies that are out there on certain things and uh, the new installation, the better fit, and also uh, the rain skirt. So on this updated edition, it's also a lower price point, which is nice. It, it looks, you know, super sleek. And we also address some of our our issue areas, which was the front corner. So we put this rain skirt all the way around it. You get the seal from the EVA already. And whenever you tighten it down, that EVA makes a nice seal, but we were getting like some corner yeah, like the issues. driving rain and kind of that. Yeah, yeah, stuff. whenever yeah. you're just, you drive 101 miles an hour <laughs> on the highway like I do, you, you have a, a more opportunity for that rain to come in. So that's why we put the skirt on there. And we also addressed the windows. We had, uh, some some velcros that went into a pocket now you can actually roll it up the windows rolled up to the top to get the ventilation through the side That's windows awesome. we did some uh, updating the, there and also the additional d-rings on the side um, for hanging things and accessories and again just we're really trying to give people the opportunity to quickly and easily convert their car truck suv into a weekend adventure rig or beyond you can leave it on as long as you want that's also lightweight especially for those ev vehicles um i know that there are a lot of gas burners out there so ev might you know be a bad word here but i mean there are electric vehicle owners it's lightweight and though you know those batteries you put a bunch of weight on them they 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 die quickly they're not the energizer bunny anymore so we're trying to address the weight issue and we love the overlanding market it's so awesome but to be honest you know sometimes people have to hire someone to install some of these items and with us you don't even need tools to implement what we have and you know if your wife needs a car or if you're the wife that's the adventure one your husband needs a truck you can just throw the topper on the ground put the stuff in the back and it's back to being in its original self. High five, Ken Hobie, right here. There it is, yeah. right there. Man, High, five. High five. Real quick as we wrap this up. I guess we're wrapping this up. Boys. We cannot even begin to tell you how much we appreciate you. Not only for us, but what you do for 
the industry, for the truck world, well, it's you. awesome. Um, and and for us personally, like it's such an honor um, to get kind words from you and to get the support, and it, it truly inspires us. So I just want to tell you guys, Dude. thank you so much. Thank we, you. We, thank we, you. We, we, like huge. if we had a list of people, we're like we go have beers with those guys. You guys are <laughs> at the top of that list. So <laughs> we should go do that sometime. But yeah. Awesome to see you at the show, see the success. Since I mean, it's been like seven, eight months since we talked to you last, and it's like. You have a whole every, booth. Every time like, we roll up, we're like, oh, they have another eight things to talk about. Come on now. Slow down. Having beers. It's been so fun to be here. Uh, this is our first SEMA show, you know, like, and we're in awe. We got a SEMA award. We actually got three SEMA awards from the international media. We couldn't believe that. People come and hang out with us every day. They've seen us online, and it's just awesome. And I think people think when they meet us, we're going to be like these big <laughs> business owners. And we're just like, oh my gosh, like you came to see us. We're, we're just so dudes. stoked. Yeah. We're yeah. just dudes. It's so cool. But thank you guys so much. We, pre dudes, we appreciate you guys. Dudes yeah. changing the uh, the game right here. Well, yeah, we're, we're going to stay you. in touch because I know you guys got more stuff coming. We'll get you back on the show for a real interview. But you guys are always a good time. And. Uh, Hey, uh, Dan State, say how oh, the duck ponds, all right? Say, I'll, I'll there, there's, uh, there's tacos and donuts left if you guys want to hang out. Yeah, let's go bit. ahead and end the interview now. I'm ready for some tacos and donuts. Mm, By the way, that's the name of my new restaurant. Tacos and donuts? Mr. Michael Hamrick. You know, I actually get scared when anybody calls me Michael because my mom calls me Michael and my first wife calls me Michael. So when I hear Michael, I kind of like get a little scared. Oh, so here we are in the uh, Willwood booth, one of our uh, favorite vendors in all of automotive dumb. And uh, we're here with our good friend, Mike Hamrick. How are you, sir? I'm good. Why do you look so perky and you're chipper and your look at us, voice we look like isn't death. destroyed? I can't talk anymore. I'm doing a podcast. I make sure that I get to bed early and I okay. make sure to do Failed. my facial every night. Failed there, too. Um, I, I make sure that I take my bubble bath. <laughs> Failed there, too. Dude, you just got to get on the regimen, bro. Man, all right, I'll try. I'll, I'll hit you up for the uh, how to survive SEMA for next year. <laughs> Dude, I am way scared of the bathtub in this hotel. Hold I'll on. stand in it, but I ain't <laughs> gonna lay down at. No, the bathtub's bath. clean. No, I, the, what it is is what comes up from the drain. That's true. So I, I actually bring a liner uh, that goes in the bathtub, <laughs> and then I take a bath in the liner. It's gross. <laughs> yeah, Either I way, know. that's gross. I know. All right, how many how many SEMAs is this for you, Jay? Oh, geez. I, I have skipped a couple, but if I'm gonna guess, guess. Eighteen. Michael. Two thousand six to present. I haven't missed one. So I know you brought it up so you could top us. Go ahead. How many years? No, that's, that's not why I brought it up. I brought it up because I was curious how many oh, okay. times you guys have been in and, SEMA. And I just realized that, Holman, you look you look horrible. No, a lot no. better no. than Lightning. Like way better. Oh wait, what? Yeah, dude, you look. You look a lot better. Than Why are you, you coming at me like this? Thank oh, you. Bro, I'm just telling it how I see it. So I've seen what? some friends this week, I'm not going to lie, who said, dude, from how you looked last year to how you look now, you look like way more vibrant, way more energy, you look way happier. And I'm like, wow, that's, thanks. You know, great. Thanks for saying that because I don't feel any of those things. I think that as we go through life, things happen and change, and some things make you look like you're happier or sadder. So That's maybe in fair. the last year, some good things have happened. I've, we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. I, I think this has been a, uh, what do they call it, penultimate SEMA, where uh, some some business things have come together. I got some good good uh, conversations, and I think uh, 2024 is going to be looking up for whole Holman here. Yeah. Yep. This one has been tough on me. So maybe that's what you're seeing. Maybe you're seeing the stress in my face. I don't know. I don't know why this one feels particularly rough, but it, it, it was and it is. 
but I'm what? really tired. I don't know. I had some good dinners, had some good beers with friends. You were in bed by 8.30 last night, too. I was in bed by 10. Yeah. I don't After know why. Milk. I can't explain it. I'm just beat, beat up from the feet up. What does Willwood have? We'll change the topic and talk about something happy. What are you debuting at the show? Quite a few truck and off-road based things. And, and one of them that kind of surprised us how awesome it is. UTV? Is, well, that one we won runner-up, which was awesome. But no, we've got a rear drum-to-disc conversion for OBS or 88 to 98 half-ton pickup. So it's something that, you know, we came out with a front drop spindle and front brake kit and probably two years ago, and that's done well. But the whole, the whole idea behind if you have a front kit but you don't have a rear kit, it's crazy. It used to be, oh, I'll just buy the front kit, I'm good. But now it's like, no, I'm not going to buy the front until you have the rear. Oh, I see that happen yeah. all the time. Right. Uh, I know, well, we have a Look. rear differential covers at Banks, and we don't offer the front. And I have to like, no, 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 you don't, the front, there isn't a problem to solve. The front is being blasted by cold air. You don't need but to cool it But they want it matchy-matchy. They want matchy-matchy. Yeah. And like, oh, my gosh. I know a dude with a TRX. Same thing. And I get it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I totally get it. Like, on your truck, especially when you went to 20s, the rear application. But the rear application on that truck is something that we need to put a lot more development in, right? Well, that's what we did with this rear kit for the OBS because it was not just a slam dunk. And guess why? The cable routing on those trucks from the factory was atrocious. Like, almost kind of like Salvador Dali-ish. Wow. Like, very artistic. Like, who was thinking about this? And why did they do this? Very, uh, what are they, uh, Impressionist era? Oh, yeah, you get under there and you Very see cables going all over and you're just like, what Whoa. did they do this for, right? Let's walk over to the kit, show us. Yeah, it's right here. So it's it's pretty much like our run-of-the-mill internal drum parking brake kit. And we have the 12-inch version on display because we're finding a lot of the guys just want those trucks to be drivers. So the 12-inch kit will fit in most 15s yeah. and larger wheel but we've got a 13 and 14 inch package too. So that's gonna be your guys with like 18s up to 20 inch wheel. Okay. But it is amazing. We posted a reel two days ago with kind of like our dude that does all the truck stuff. And automatically we had so many new customers walking over here going, we've been waiting for you to do this. Now we need to talk. Awesome. So that, that was awesome. And I see you're uh, displaying a lot more of your calipers in that really awesome military anodized, gray, hard anodized finish. It's amazing. Oh, That's so, my favorite finish. So this is our OE table, and it's all military-based. So this is going to be like um, LC300, 15,000-pound armored vehicle brake kits. Oh, wow. Okay. With even two electric parking brakes. So will you, the electric parking brake, will that make its way to the TRX, the tech? That's the end game. In your truck, it's a little bit easier because it's gonna, we've got that 20 inch wheel if somebody wants to do the matchy matchy. We've already had conversations about why we couldn't go smaller wheels, but that truck, I think the 20 is kind of where good. it's, it's at. A big, it's a big truck. It it's a big good. truck. Well, congratulations on this brand new booth. Can and people- the huge banner in the air. Did you pull that off of a Cessna? Is that how you got it here? <laughs> Jesus, dude. 30 by 60 by eight feet tall. The thing is amazing. It's I saw crazy. it from the other side of the hall. I'm like, where's Wilwood? Oh, there's Wilwood. It's kind of crazy, huh? 
I think next year, if if it goes up again, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see the bill. Anyway, I think I'm going to shoot lights up, like into the inside. Lasers. I think it looks yeah. badass, right? Yeah. I think it'd be badass. All right. Well, everyone can go to Willwood.com, correct? Yep. Especially you OBS guys. To see the new brakes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, thanks for stopping by, because this OBS thing, not that you're ever a naysayer, but you don't know until you get to an event like this, and then it comes out, and everybody goes, whoa. All right, Mr. Michael Hamrick. Love you. Miss you. Mean Michael it. Hamrick. Come on, bro. <laughs> All right, so here I am inside Lockjaw, inside the Amsoil booth. I'm waiting for Lightning to realize that I'm sitting in his company's show truck. The last time I was in this vehicle, it was uh, bone stock. I had bought it for a dollar, and there were wires touching my kneecaps while we drove. What are you doing in here, dude? Uh, do you know who I am? Yes, Holman, my co-host in the Truck Show podcast, and you're sitting in the passenger seat of Lockjaw. Okay. Does it feel different than uh, back when I bought it? Yeah, it's a little bit. A lot different. It doesn't smell. Mm -hmm. Do you notice see... the interior? It's yeah. got an interior this I, time. Yeah, TMI, and I can't see the uh, roadway from uh, where my shoes are supposed <laughs> to be. So that's that's right. Your uh, the ball of your right foot used to go right to the ground. Right to the ground, Flintstone style. Nope, this one's Dunzo. It's uh, it's all uh, carpeted. Uh, we got a nice, uh, beautiful, you're sitting on the TMI seats, and uh, we had a beautiful interior, kind of a, what would you call this, a tweed, put in the, uh, over the giant tunnel, which covers the Allison 1000 transmission, built by ATS. Uh, this is a new center console that our friend Eric Ryder built down the center here. You look at it, it's got a lot of detail to it. Even has cup holders. That's new since you've been in here. Yeah, the only thing that was holding uh, the cup was me, trying to make sure that it didn't spill out through the bottom of the floor pan. So, this is a... Uh... I have not sat in this It's also got the Kibi Tycoon handle, but this is not for drifting. This is a line lock on the front so we can do a Bernie with the rear, nice. rear wheels. Well, I can see yep. the uh, the brake master cylinder here in the brake lines. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Yeah, it's got all the MoTeC in front of you inside of the glove box. Oh, look at this Easter, Easter egg. Close the glove uh -huh. door, the glove box door. Yep, you know what that is on the left? A uh, bunch of circles. That is a diesel molecule. Nice. Yep. And uh, our friend uh, Steve at Bill of Badges made this panel right here, this lower panel. Also made the badges on the door that says Banks R866SC. But why do you have to be a lying liar that lies, Lightning? What do you mean? What did I lie about? You said cup holders were new since the last time I was in here. These cup holders right here. The back side of the glove box, two cup holders right I here. I don't want you using Rosie them and spilling Chevy on the MoTeC. Factory. Yeah, no, no, no. They got a lot of money in MoTeC behind the glove box door. I want you to use these cup holders over here. I can't even see them. I would turn around and look, but my back is so sore <laughs> from this week. I'm just going to sit here. You know what uh, we didn't have? Uh, we light have shining on Well, me? we've got lights up here too. But intercoms. If you look, at, we've got intercoms. These yeah. are out of a fire engine, a hook and ladder. So you and I can talk to each other because the engine is so loud. So could I just take a nap for a little bit in here i mean if you don't mind people staring at you all day all these be, people that are looking at the supercharged oh, dude, that's engine. a good way to get instagram famous i'll put my uh, my instagram handle on the windshield here and uh -huh. i'll fall asleep and then everyone will share me <laughs> it's guerrilla marketing at its finest what do you think of the uh the layout here on the the billet dash uh with, with the, our with the motec, motec uh, screen c127 screen yeah. in the middle flanked by i-dash data monsters i think you're uh, well, you're one short i'm one what short data monster you should have one more why? Where would I put it? I don't know, but right here in the air vent. Just no. You take away the air vent, put in a, another data monster. Four data monsters here. I've got 40 gauges staring at me, right? 40 parameters. There's eight per eye dash. I love it. But the data monster on me is telling me that uh, I need to go take a nap. You can't. We've okay. got more interviews to do. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's keep hoofing. Nice to see the progress on this thing. I wish uh, 
I wish it ran. Ouch. That hurts. Andrew, come over here. <laughs> Lightning Home and Truck Show Podcast. How hey, you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Fantastic. Yeah. Normally, we talk to Josh, but we think he tied one on last night. Yeah, we were out a little late, I think all of us. Or he yeah. said, I'm going home early from SEMA like yeah. I want to do. <laughs> I have a feeling he wouldn't do that. He's kind of the guy, yeah. Take us through the new uh, products that we've got on the floor here at the Roaster yeah. Shop uh, booth. By yeah, the way, so first time I saw Legend Series, yeah. the C, uh, was it C20 Alpine or, or C10? C10. Yeah, dude, trucks. You guys talked Perfect. about that. We were one of our first guests on our podcast, like five years ago, yeah. and that thing was a drawing. And yeah. to see it in person here at the show, you know, five years later, it's like, oh, dude, it's so good. Yeah, yeah so thanks. good. That's the only one we've done full paint body. It's oh, got a crazy interior. It's, freaking awesome. It's such a good, good truck. So yeah, and this year, I mean, we're kind of expanding that Legends line. So we uh, have a new Bronco chassis, early Bronco. Same deal. It's all OE components, modern, modern driving truck. Basically, it's independent front suspension, on the fly, transfer case control, Coyote 10 or 80. Wow. Pretty much, set your Bronco body on, chassis wiring, vintage air setup, gauges, and you're you're pretty much ready. What's so, uh, what's the price of the rolling chassis? That one, as it sits, I want to say 120 ish. I don't okay. know if I have the exact set pricing. We just as kind of finalized stuff. Wheels, tires, engine, yeah. all that stuff. We're yeah. looking at right Let's now. Walk over. But yeah. basically, minus the body. And with it, it'll be um, core support, radiator, everything's plumbed, ready to go, and just like a modern car, we have a you know a charcoal canister on it with a fuel vent. You never smell fuel. It's it's pretty much a brand new car. It just you have a you know, a killer old Bronco body on it. To the uninitiated, they might think that this was all stock. I mean, that's how clean it is. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I mean, there's so much engineering that went into it, but similar to a new car, you know. Especially you guys went to IFS. Yeah, yeah, and on this one's IFS, and we still do our, you know, tried and true RS4 for these, the solid front and rear axle, and they're killer chassis, they drive great, but you're just not gonna be on the level of the independent front modern suspension setup. And, and if you guys don't know, Roaster Shop, that's what they're, they started making custom cars way back when, and they got into chassis building, and that's become a huge portion of your company is custom. Well, not really custom necessarily. You've got a production line. Small batch, niche manufacturing chassis replacements. Yeah, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the bulk of what we do. The, the, the nice thing, I mean, we have so many killer builds going on, like this 57 Chevy we have here, and, and we probably have so 25 cool. builds going on anytime. But but really, the, the chassis side is the Roadster shop. Like, we, we do tons of chassis, and, I mean, we did the best on RS party last night. I mean, top five was Ring Brothers, Kindig, Goolsby, all these top builders, you know, utilize us. So it's it's cool too because we do so many in-house builds. We know how these chassis behave. We know how they install. We've got a lot of good data for our customers. The fact that Ring Brothers, yeah, is who, is starting with they, your foundation. They chose yeah. you. You're the roots to their tree. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. Yeah, and that's we have a good relationship with those guys. You know, they do our chassis on on most builds that they're doing. So yeah, they're they're great guys up there, and they're not terribly far from us. So okay, awesome. Three hours away. What else you got cooking in the booth that's brand new? Uh, really, the, the Bronco Legends is the main thing. I mean, we're constantly expanding, doing custom chassis all the time. So it's one of those, if we don't do it, we will do it. Just get us the car, we'll 3D scan it. And really just, you know, chugging away, trying to get lead times down, doing everything we can. So it's uh, it's been a been a busy four years. Five, it's been busy forever, but it's just, yeah, last few years have been crazy. It's I was out there three years ago to your shop, yeah. 
and I was blown away by the operation. First off, your laser, yeah. like that laser, laser I had never seen one like that. All of your chassis are cut with laser. Yeah. And not only does it make it faster, but way more accurate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we do, you know, everything we can in-house, all the rails, all that stuff's done in-house. I mean, obviously coilovers, we have a, a good partnership or, you know, we work with, with Fox on those. They they do a specific valve coilover for us and things like that. But, and we have two facilities now. So last July, we expanded into a second shop where all the chassis assembly happens, where we have a little more room to breathe. We've got another 55,000 square feet there, but it's, yeah, it's just trying to keep up with, with what's going on. So it's awesome. I'm waiting for the Roadster shop parts line to spin off. That's got to be on the in the works, right? Nothing that I'm aware of, but I'm just the, I'm the lowly chassis sales guy. So <laughs> part of the Aeromotive group, is that true now? Yeah. Yeah. That's as of two weeks ago. I think that yeah, was announced. Yeah, it's fresh ago. news. Yeah. I'm thinking somebody is thinking that you're going to be a much, much bigger, like a household name soon. Yeah. And I think, I think they already are. Household I think we're name. a household name, but yeah. yeah, I think there's, there's definitely tons of opportunity there. Like I said, that's above my pay grade. It's uh. That's a Josh question, but he's not here to answer. I that. wouldn't be afraid to ask him Josh, if he were standing right here. Yeah, yeah I, those guys would know. But I'm just going to keep, you know, chipping away chassis sales and you know keeping up with all the the demand that we have. So congratulations, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate your time. Yeah. Awesome. We are uh, standing here with the Ayatollah of rock and roll, is what I was told. <laughs> I know, right? Zach, how you doing? How's it going, man? Good. There, give it Good. Here. How about you guys? Doing Good. Right. I have passed this C10, I don't know, 20 times so far in the well, last couple really of days. It's not really a C10. It sort of looks like a C10. Well, it was a C10 at one <laughs> it was, point. It was C10 is adjacent. Is anything stock on this vehicle? Um, no, actually, the only thing that's stock is a small piece of the original dash that's underneath that dash, so that it that's is a, a you know, titled C10. Hilarious. Okay. Zach, the name of the, your company is? Uh, so we have two companies, uh, the, the Hot Rod Shop, which is Z-Rods, and then our uh, Composite Shop, which is Fiber Forged Composites. Okay. So Fiber Forged Composites built this truck right here. This truck, if I'm not mistaken, is 100% carbon fiber? Correct. Every part of it, from bumper to bumper, every body panel is uh, completely carbon, from it's the cab, gorgeous. inside the cab, the headliner, the floor. Uh, I mean, everything is... A, it's, and it's, it's perfect. Thank you. Appreciate that. I mean, I'm looking for flaws, and carbon fiber is really easy to mess up and yes. really hard to get right. I don't know how many times you had to lay this down to get it perfect, but it is unbelievable. What's funny about it was is um, everything that's actually here is a is a second. So it was... Wow. Because we sold all of our first components. We work with different shops and companies, and uh, we were selling a lot of our stuff to, like, Jesse at Level 7, mm -hmm. Detroit Speed. Uh, so, and obviously we all went through 2020 and it was really hard to get materials. So uh, the truck was never planned to be this way, exposed. I mean, it was built to actually race. Uh, Kyle Tucker is who's piloting this for us, uh, which most people know him in the you know road race autocross world, uh, ex-Detroit Speed owner. Um, so we built this around him. So the whole truck was built uh, in CAD. I mean, we, we molded the real surface of the 67, so we built the 67 first. But all your internals, underneath the hood, inside the uh, interior compartment, the bed floor, all those mods we did digitally and then produced each part. So wait, you built a complete truck perfectly, tore it apart, and then used it all as the male and or female molds for this? Correct. Basically, we took the what the outside surface, what we call A-side surface, 
and we molded that whole thing from a steel body 67 we built. So we had to take that 67, raise the bed floor the four and a half inches, stretch the wheel tubs, raise the wheel tub, tubs in the front and uh, lengthen them because originally the truck had uh, 335s on all four corners. We just, uh, we're working with BF uh, Goodrich, so then we had to downsize the tire a little bit for what the availability was. The uh, door panel gaps, not a strong suit of C10s, are pretty Correct. amazing on this truck. Appreciate and that. there's, I mean, you just walk around and you pick up the details. So I have a question. Yes, sir. Obviously, fiber forged. You guys deal with carbon fiber. Yes. You're doing race applications. Yes. But in something that a consumer might want, carbon fiber is not exactly the best thing for UV if you're out using your truck. Correct. So do you have a UV stable resin, clear coat? How would you do that for customers? Like, hey, I want to do the same thing, but my truck is going to be a driver. It's going to be out, out in the yep. world. So we build a lot of uh, composite parts for a lot of builders. We've worked with uh, Troy Trepanier at Rad Rides. Uh, we've done stuff with uh, uh, Ring Brothers right over mm -hmm. here. And, so there, there is, there's a UV compatible clears, obviously, and resins. Uh, epoxy resin is not UV compatible. This whole truck is built out of epoxy resin, okay. uh, just like our molds. But as you can see, like the top that's red on there, that was exposed carbon when we first debuted sure. it. But we were going for more of a classic feel originally, so that is painted and it's a painted surface. As soon as you get that paint on there, you're a good. solid surface paint, you're good, yeah. yeah. And we actually have right now uh, truck two and three going together which those are a full pro touring version. So they're, they're a full painted truck, minus we're gonna keep the bed carbon and underneath the hood carbon just to, so people know it's a carbon truck. What's the value of something like this? <laughs> uh, Not the cost to build it, we, the we've, value. We've been saying priceless. Okay, uh, I think just, that's probably true. Yeah, just because it's the, it's the only one that exists, right? It's yeah. the only full carbon monocoque truck in the, in the world. It's a, it's a real titled licensed truck. Okay, what's the chassis? Uh, the chassis is a hybrid of uh, Detroit Speed, Detroit Speed components, uh, and then we did a lot of the CAD work as well, uh, creating the main frame rails and cross members. Shipped it down to Detroit Speed, and uh, those guys kind of took it, uh, put their front end in it, put their Quadralink in the back, which is all floating C6 hubs, which Kyle has a lot of data on that information. So like we were originally going to go IRS, uh, we were going to run a different front end, but like he said, hey, you know, I'm going to run this. I got data on this stuff that you know it, we can help it perform better sooner. And everyone asks you what this truck weighs, but our audience hasn't heard that yet. Okay, um, so the, the truck as it sits, full race ready. Uh, we, that's a 32 gallon tank, uh, a fuel tank in the back uh, with the fire suppression bottles, we're at 3,000 pounds. Wow. <laughs> wow. So with, without okay. all that, with it scaled, uh, no, well, kind of put in proportion is from bumper to bumper, including the cab, uh, the whole, everything was 600 pounds. And we should say 67 to 72 is the body style of this one. What does Lockjaw weigh? Do you have you weighed it? No, we haven't weighed it, it yet. It has but to be 6,500 well, maybe? I, it's got a Duramax in it. No, no, I get so it, I but it's still, it's still a C10 or a little C20, but I got to guess it's in the low Five, no right? way. No? It's six. You think so? Yeah, it's six if it's not 65. Yeah, we, Maybe we, so. We know some guys, um, they're running 38 to 43 on the track, but yeah. I mean, those are stripped down yeah, trying sure. to get them as light as possible, yeah, yeah. right? That's crazy, man. So, Well, this is beautiful. I, I'm, I'm blown away. Appreciate um, it. The craftsmanship. That you could tell the the passion that went into it. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Is guy. there a video that our listeners can uh, watch on on the building of this truck? Uh, they can go to our webpage, uh, our Instagram, Facebook page. There's kind of some stuff in process. You know, uh, we are actually working on a whole thing right now. It's a, a more studio publication style, so people okay. can see it. Uh, and then next year it will be on the race circuit. So uh, we're going to be running uh, ultimate uh, optimum battery circuit. We'll be doing some UMI, some time attack stuff. Uh, 
uh, grid life stuff with it, so it, it will be awesome. out there racing. Oh, so it'll be out there drifting too? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, nice. Yeah. nice. You don't put a full sequential uh, sedan <laughs> transmission in there and an 850 horsepower naturally aspirated engine, not not playing on drifting or, or, or road racing, I guess. What's your Instagram and Facebook? Uh, so you can be Z-Rod Customs or uh, Fiber Force Composites. So they're both uh, at just at, on the Instagram account. That's all you have to search for. Right up, man. Beautiful. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, as soon as I hit the outro, Holman uh, turned to the side, started coughing, and, and was dying. <laughs> During the- yeah, I'm, 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 I'm seeming out. You are shriveling up as I'm, I'm looking at you. Oh. All right, well, as, as tired as we are from uh, covering the show, running around, making business deals, talking to people, no one is as tired as the guy that's laying down on the floor right there sleeping. Yeah. Oh, my God, he is. Wait, I will, what's I that will, about? I've never seen anyone sleep on the floor before. If you go to my Instagram, at Sean B. Holman, you will see Peak Sema, which is a <laughs> uh, gentleman that is napping right on the edge of the uh, show floor. That's embarrassing. No, it's not. It sounds amazing. I think no, I might go over there and join him. On the show floor, are you going to nestle may, up yeah. with him? <laughs> I, I either have another mile walk, which I've already walked 22 this week, or I could just go lay down with him right now. So you're saying he's going to roll over and realize someone's spooning with him. Yeah, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be lovely. <laughs> The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show, oh, oh. All right, well, we got to thank our uh, presenting sponsor, Nissan, who brings you the Truck Show podcast on a weekly basis. If you're in the market for a brand new truck, you want to head over to your local Nissan dealer. We can check out the Nissan Titan or the Titan XD, which have the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty or the midsize frontier. Type in NissanUSA.com to build and price your Nissan truck today. And we're looking for a gauge that displays all the stuff that your dashboard doesn't or can't. Look no further than the Banks iDash. It's every gauge you've ever owned, plus some you haven't. Go to bankspower.com and click on the iDash. And if you're like most truck owners, you probably overload your truck and maybe overwork it. Maybe you have a tall camper or you've got a uh, fifth wheel that doesn't quite have that tongue weight just right. You want to head on over to hellwigproducts.com where they can help you with load and sway control with their amazing helper springs and sway bars. Why are you laughing like that? Because are they overworking their truck more than you are overworking your larynx? My voice is about to die, so I just before it goes completely out for the next week, uh-huh. I just want to make sure all of my friends in podcast land patronize our sponsors. Go to hellwigproducts.com, type in your year, make, model, and find out what they make for your truck. You won't be disappointed. Or is it disappointed as I'm going to be if I keep talking? <laughs> oh, you guys, this is great. <laughs> this is as far as, uh, listen, did you, can you hear it degrading as I'm talking? <laughs> I know. All right. Podcast out. SEMA show over and out. See ya. The Drug Show Podcast, live from the SEMA show in Las Vegas. Presented by Nissan in association with Banks Power and Hellwig Suspension. Please.